welcome to the Faith Heights Church audio podcast. We pray that this message will bless you and feed your faith as you listen in today. So I don't know if any of you you know, listen to the secular news, but not even the secular news. I think even some Christian news broadcasts, they're, 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 they're talking a lot about this Omicron thing right now that um, they say spreads faster than COVID and they're expecting, you know, all kinds of things. To... It's really interesting because they're expecting the worst. And um, I think they do that just out of a, a you know, just in case zone or whatever, like, well, we're expecting the worst, we're expecting this in the hospitals, and we're expecting the military to have to be called in to help with medical personnel, we're expecting this. Well, I know where they're coming from on that. They don't want to expect little and more happen and they're not ready for it. But I'm expecting healing. I'm expecting prayers to be answered. I'm expecting our prayer meetings to come to full fruition. I'm expecting healing to continue to rise in our valley. I don't know if I instructed on this, uh, instructed us on this enough a few weeks ago, but I mentioned to you that I'm gonna, I've been saying regularly that healing is rising in our valley because God, you said if we would humble ourselves and pray and seek your face and turn from our wicked ways, you'd hear from heaven, you'd forgive our sin and you would heal our land. One translation says you'll heal our country. And so I'm saying, and I'd like you to join with me. If you could put that as a part of your vocabulary, God is healing, our, the healing is rising. Just those three words, healing is rising in the Grand Valley. Healing is rising. And yeah, but pastor, did you hear what the news people said? Did you hear what God said? That's right. God said something too. That's right. What channel? Second Chronicles That's right. chapter seven, verse 14. He said, if we'll humble ourselves and pray and seek his face and turn from our wicked ways, he'd hear from heaven, forgive our sin and heal our land. That doesn't just happen because it's in the Bible. And it doesn't just happen because we know it. And it doesn't just happen because we heard a sermon on it. It happens because we believe it. We do the requirements and we believe that it's happening. Even if we humbled ourselves and prayed and even if we sought his face and even if we turned from our wicked ways, we still not see much healing in our land if we're not believing for what he said would happen if we did those things. I believe it's happening. That's why I'm saying healing is rising. We'll be, we'll be the exception. Wow, it hit everywhere except the Grand Valley. It was hardly at all. It was hardly, hardly did anything at all there. Nobody was destroyed from Omicron in the Grand Valley. Well, somebody's got to be that good, right? I mean, there's, why not? And so we just, you know, I, I, I really feel like there's still some things that the church should attend to. Let's go ahead and go to the scripture. Let's feast our eyes on it. Second Chronicles 7. Second Chronicles chapter 7. It's so interesting to me and so wonderful to me to note that so many times when God's people got into sin, they got into disobedience, they got into innocent, shedding innocent blood. They got into all kinds of perversions. It's so interesting to me, time and time and time and time again throughout the Bible when God's people got off, it's so interesting to me that God's word to those people was not, you're destroyed, you're out of here. It was, repent and I'll heal you. I mean, don't let anybody sway you away from that wonderful word, repentance. It'll save your life. It'll save a nation. 
It'll save people past what you thought they could be saved from. But there's so many times, and this is one of those times, it's real interesting, and um, he said in verse 14, if any of these things happen, like epidemics, if, if the heaven is shut up and there's no rain, if locusts devour the land, if there's epidemics in the land, verse 14, well, aren't you glad he said there's a way out? Because <laughs> if you read the previous verse, he talks about pestilence, locusts, he talks about the heavens being shut up. He said, if my people who are called by my name will humble themselves and pray and seek my face and turn from their wicked ways, God said, then I will hear from heaven, I will forgive their sin, and I will heal their land. So I say healing's rising because we're doing this, right, church? I mean, I'm trusting that we're doing this to the, as much as we know how to do this. What? Humbling ourselves and praying. Which simply means we're setting aside time to pray uh, more than just what we feel like. Humble means we say, God, if you want me to pray when I don't feel like it, I'll even pray then too. That's called humbling yourselves and praying. It's interesting he didn't just say my people would pray. Because if he just left it up to us, we'd probably pray when it was convenient, pray if we have time, and that wouldn't be enough to heal the land. So we've got to humble ourselves and say, God... You may want me to pray when my favorite program's on TV. You may want me to pray and put something on pause. You may want me to pray beyond what I feel like. You might want me to pray beyond what's convenient. That's the kind of prayer he's talking about here. Coming low before the Lord and saying, God, I'm not just going to pray when I feel like it. I want to pray according to your direction in my life. And if that's a little bit more than I've been doing, let's go for it. Humble yourselves and pray. Seek my face. So now we're not just asking God for things. We're actually seeking him for direction in our life. Like, Lord, is there anything about my lifestyle that maybe you want to talk to me about as opposed to me just asking you for healing? Because there are things at times that we do, you know, um, we're going to go to a scripture in just a minute in Ezekiel 22 where it said the nation was in terrible sin. Israel was flaking out big time. I mean, all kinds of crazy things were going on. I mean, just weird stuff. I mean, sins galore. And God basically said, I sought for a man among them, among Israel, that would stand the gap, make up the hedge for the land that I'd not be destroyed. He said, but I didn't find any, so my judgment had to come and they were wiped out. He was looking for one man to take the things of God seriously, repent on behalf of the nation, pray. And where it says, I sought for a man to, to stand in the gap and make up the hedge, he's talking about divine protection so destruction wouldn't have to come to a nation. If you read the, my, my cross-reference in one of my Bibles, says he said, I sought for a man to make the wall, to build up the broken wall so the enemy and evil things couldn't attack and destroy the nation. Isn't it interesting? God said, I look for one man. It's amazing what one man fully sold out to God can do for even a whole country. Well, what could a room full of us do right now if we're all like that? So he said, if my people who are called by my name would humble themselves and pray and seek my face, you know, instead of just saying, Lord, we want healing. How about, Lord, we want everything you got for us. Yeah, that's right. We want to go where you want us to go. We want to do what you want us to do. We want to stay where you want us to stay. We want to say what you want us to say. We want to help who you want us to help. 
We want to hook what you want us to hook with. We want to use our time, our energies, our talents, our gifts for you. See, now we're saying, Lord, it's not just healing that we want. We want you. We want your will. We want your ways. We want everything. Do you ever think about it? If you want everything God has for you, healing just comes with the package. You probably won't even have to pray for it. If you want everything God has for you, prosperity just comes with the package. All these things will be added unto you. If you want everything that God has for you, you know, keep all his commandments, all these blessings will come on you and overtake you. While you're going after the blessings? No, while you're going after his will. While we're going after his will, things begin to overtake us. We get on the right road. We experience things that are on that right road. So, and that's really, you know, I mean, as we just confess Psalm 91, I do believe the number one thing it means to dwell in the secret place of the Most High is that we're born again in Christ Jesus. But I do believe there's also um, an interpretation of that, that we need to make sure that we're not just living any way we want to and praying to God for help when we're in trouble, but that we're dwelling and living the way he wants us to. Are you following me? So that all those blessings and promises can show up in our life on a higher level. He that dwelleth, it didn't say he that prayeth while you're doing your own thing. He said, no, while you're living for me, no evil is going to befall you. No plague is going to come near your dwelling. I mean, I think it's a good idea to live the way God wants us to live. And it's the most wonderful life there is. You talk about peace, joy, and purpose. Oh, my goodness. And not to mention prosperity and health at the highest level. Um, So, okay, so basically... If you read verse 13, he talks about the heavens being shut up, drought. He talks about famine. He talks about um, drought. He talks about um, insects devouring the land. He talks about epidemics among his people. And then he says, if that ever happens, it's time to humble yourself and pray. Seek my face. Turn from your wicked ways. Why? Because then he said, I'll hear from heaven, I'll forgive your sin, and I will heal your land. There's something that came to me a couple weeks ago about turn from your wicked ways. It's interesting because he's not talking about a Christian falling down and getting back up as they're growing and learning. He's talking about a way, turning from a lifestyle, turning for something you've been practicing that you know is not in line with God's will for your life. Carla, what'd you say that, that said in one translation, it said, turn from your wicked ways means ways. turn from anything that's displeasing, any displeasing ways to the Lord. So now we're thinking, okay, so we're not just talking about wicked. We're talking about things that's displeasing to the Lord. And so, you know, you just, here's an interesting question. Here's a really interesting question. What are we not willing to give up? so that this COVID thing can disappear. What are we not willing to give up so that this COVID thing can disappear? I guess you could say it like this. What am I willing to give up so this COVID thing can disappear? What ways? What lifestyles? What thoughts? Any repentance needed? What are we not willing to give up? What are we not willing to let go of That would cause this COVID thing to disappear. I mean, there's some people 
that are wrapped up real strong in some stuff. I mean, it's, it's deep in the emotions. It's rooted in the will, you know? I mean, it's, it's deep, but it's like, I don't know if I want to let go of that. And the interesting thing about it is some people don't let go and they don't make it very long. And um, I, I've heard people say, I know the smoking will kill me, but I like to smoke and they die young. I don't understand that. I don't know why somebody would keep smoking when they could breathe fresh air. <laughs> Let's see, smoke or fresh air? <laughs> but they think, well, I know this is probably going to take years off my life. Well, you, you, you have no purpose. You have no purpose. Because if you had purpose, you would, you would want to live as long as you could to fulfill that purpose. I mean, still the number one thing on our are you struggling form, people turn in in the church, you know, it says, are you struggling? One of the things they check is unclear purpose, and it's still number one. Unclear purpose. The second one now, by one number, I think it's 29 on that, 28 on um, depression. I think, they're, I think they're connected, to be honest with you. When you don't know your purpose, it's like, what's the use? What's there to live for? Checking out early is not that big a deal. Yeah, it is, if you have a purpose. Yeah, it is. Um, so I want to do this now. Let's, let's, we saw this right here, right? He said if any of uh, this junk starts to happen in the land, there is a way out. But you're going to have to humble yourself and pray. Seek my face. Turn from your wicked ways or turn from displeasing ways that would be displeasing to the Lord. And God said, I'll hear from heaven, forgive their sin, and heal their land. And uh, let's just kind of be provoked by that question. What are we not willing to give up <laughs> if it would eliminate COVID and epidemics from our land? Hopefully we're willing to give up anything. Did you know if the Lord tells you to repent from something, the power to repent is there? He would never tell us to do something that we couldn't do, he would be unjust to ask us or tell us to do that thing. And he's not unjust. If he says, repent, you can do it. <laughs> right? Sometimes you just need to say, I, I, I need to repent from this thing. I'm going to quit trying to, you know, look at it from every angle and say it's not that bad and everybody else is doing it and God understands. He understands that you're not repenting. <laughs> he understands that you're not trusting him for the power. I, I was talking to Carla today about... I don't know, would we get about four or five things on a list of what we think would be a good thing to address the church worldwide? Not tonight, I'm not going to address it tonight, but came about four or five sins that we were really praying that the church realizes could really help this situation if they would turn from these things. I'll tell you the number one thing I think the church needs to turn from, and that's violations of love. Yeah. Talking bad about leaders, criticizing authorities, talking bad about other people, cutting people down, gossiping, violations of love. Matter of fact, you want to know something real interesting? Listen to this. The first verse in Psalm 91 is, He that dwells in the secret place of the Most High shall abide under the shadow of the Almighty. And then all the blessings, no evil will befall him. No plague will come near his dwelling. The angels of God will bear him up in their hands lest they dash their foot against a stone. God will be with them in trouble. Who? He that dwells in the secret place of the Most High. He who abides under the shadow of the Almighty. So I was thinking of that. He that dwelleth in the secret place of the Most High. And then I got to reading in 1 John in the New Testament, in 1 John 4, 16, it says, He that dwelleth in love dwelleth in God. And God in him. 
I thought, wait a minute. He that dwelleth in the secret place of the Most High, no evil shall befall him. No plague come near his dwelling. Then 1 John says, he that dwelleth in love or lives in love lives in God and God in him. I wonder if those two are connected as well. How do you know it's safe to dwell in love? I remember Kenneth Hagin, he was saying one time, he goes, people, you know, people wonder why I don't fight back when people persecute me and they write articles about me that are lies and false and they tell all this junk on me and it's not even true. And people are saying, Brother Hagin, you must have a weakness in your character. You never fight back. He goes, on the contrary, I like living in health too much to fight back. I like living in health and the protection of God too much to fight back. I'm not going to open the door to the devil. I'm not going to take off the breastplate of love and be, expose my vital organs to the enemy and his pop shots. He said, I like walking in health too much. No, you got a weakness in character because you never fight back. You never stand up for yourself. I don't need to stand up for myself. God's got my back. That's right. I just need to keep preaching the gospel. I remember one time Amy Simple McPherson, who was the founder of the Foursquare Church denomination. She was from California, kind of a movie star preacher. Um, she was asked one time, um, she was asked one time, because they, they slammed her. I don't know if anybody's gotten more persecution than her. She got slammed so bad for being a woman preacher and uh, accusations of scandals and all this stuff. But she just kept preaching and preaching. She was so anointed and so powerful. One person was, was talking about being in one of her meetings in the Angeles Temple in uh, L.A., the L.A. area years ago. They said when she would walk into the room, the, the air would crackle because of the anointing of God so powerful. And she would minister powerfully under the anointing. And one time people asked her, well, Amy, look, the press, the L.A. Times, all these people over here, they're persecuting, they're slamming you, they're telling lies on you, they're ridiculing you, they're being hateful towards you. Why don't you fight back? Say something. Tell them that they're wrong. And she goes, I don't have time. I am so busy helping people, preaching the gospel, ministering to people. One guy, I guess, one, somebody I think was involved with the press, he um, really came against her super strong, and he ended up, I think it was in jail or something, and had kind of gone mental or something. And, and uh, some people were saying, well, that guy deserves it. He was just, and Amy said, no, 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 no. I'm going to go. She went and visited him and prayed with him and helped him, and even though he was trying to destroy her, you know, when you're really walking in love, you're walking in God. Right. You want to know how spiritual you are? It's not how, how fluently you speak in tongues. It's how you act at home, yeah. around your family. Yeah. Right? I mean, really, spiritual people walk in the fruits of the Spirit. And that's not to downgrade tongues at all. But really, if you really want to see how spiritual you are, check up on your love walk. How many of you glad... Violations of love are not the unpardonable sin. You can repent. You can be nicer. You can talk less. Right? You can be kind to the unthankful. I mean, God causes his son to rise on the good and the evil. Causes rain to come on the good and the evil. Well, what can we learn from that? Well, here's what, what we need to do is we need to walk in love and trust God to work things out. Amen. Some people think, well, if I don't blast the president, then nobody's going to get it. God will take care of the president if you pray. Yeah. I mean, blasting the president's not going to help him. But if you love him and pray for him, now you give God an open door to really help him. I mean, it's one thing for you to blast the president on Facebook. It's another thing for an angel to show up in his bedchamber. Mm -hmm. 
and say, hey, God loves you. How about you follow Jesus now with all your heart? Right? I mean, God can do way better at correcting and helping people than we can. Anyway, that's just like one of four or five things I think the church needs to be aware of. And uh, I think it's probably the number one thing. I just don't want people opening the door. I just want people keeping that door shut on evil things that would try to come into their life. And, and uh, I, think, I think the church needs to, it seems real popular right now to just fire away anything that's on your heart. Just say it and blah, 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 blah. And I think those people that believe in the vaccine, and those that don't believe in the vaccine, blah, 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 blah. And, and, and those people that, that just, just, just you know, like the president administration, they don't like the president administration. And it's just like, I really feel like the church needs to shut up yeah. in a lot of areas right now and let God take care of it. Um, you know, the only exception would be is if you know that you know that you know that you know you are called to say some things by the word of the Lord. <clears throat> Other than that, you better, you, we just need to be cautious. But anyway, turn to Ezekiel 22 and it's 745. We'll leave a little bit of time for praying. Anybody okay after the vaccine? No side effects? You doing all right? (laughs) Hey, listen, I want to make this clear, too. You say, well, pastor, is is that it? I mean, do you think we need anything else? Listen, (laughs) when it comes to vitamins or medicine or vaccinations, that's between you and the Holy Ghost. I said, that's between you and the Holy Ghost. Don't let anybody make you feel weird or unfair for doing it or not doing it. And don't ever be the one who makes somebody feel weird or not weird for doing it or not doing it. They may not be where you're at in faith. They may be at a level where they, they need to get the vaccine or not get the vaccine. That, you need to leave that to people because Paul said, when you do things like this, you can wound a brother's weak conscience and you sin against Christ. It's like, quit trying to force people to have your conviction. I personally believe with all my heart it probably takes just as much faith to get the vaccination and believe for no side effects and that'll actually do good as it does to not get the vaccination and believe you don't get COVID. You're still going to have to use faith either way and only the individual knows and God knows where they're at in faith. So instead of me saying, do what I'm doing, how how, how can I say that? I don't know where you're at in faith. I don't know what's going on on the inside of you. I don't know what you're totally persuaded of. I don't know. I know I've got some minister friends that um, said that, you know, they're, they're called to minister overseas at times and they, they frankly don't want to get the vaccine. But if they if God says go and they have to get the vaccine, they'll probably get it and just believe God for zero side effects because we're going to go minister to those people over there. And if they're not going to let us on their ground without the vaccination, then they might have to get it and believe God that it won't hurt them at all. And that's different than tempting the Lord. That's in the line of duty. So anyway, we really need to let people make these decisions after they get clear information from wherever and the Lord especially and not force anybody to feel bad about anything. So are you there in Ezekiel yet? (laughs) Ezekiel, the whole chapter, it's 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 actually very awful. It's very, very awful. I mean, it talks, I think it even gets into incest and all kinds of stuff. And here Israel was a little bit off at this time. And God was looking for somebody to help postpone judgment. 
And here in verse 30, God said, I sought for a man. Wonder what a whole group of us could do. Now check this out. I sought for a man among them that should make up the hedge or fill in the wall and stand in the gap, God said, before me for the land, a whole country, that I should not destroy it or allow destruction to come to it. But I couldn't even find one man to humble themselves and pray, to seek God's face, to turn from their wicked ways so he could bring healing in the land. Interesting scenario. A whole nation could have been saved if one person would have shaped up and started seeking God and praying like they're supposed to. Look what the next verse is sad. Therefore, I have poured out my indignation. In other words, God had to allow the results of their sin to come upon them. And they were consumed with fire of his wrath. Their own, now look at what happened. Their own way have I recompensed upon their heads, says the Lord God. Their own way. How many know there would have been no judgment if they would have stopped sinning? And they had plenty of time, months, years, who knows how long they had to repent. But if a person persists in wrongdoing year after year, keeps rejecting the counsel of God, there comes a time where God's going to say, if you want it, I'm not going to hold it back any longer. Judgment's coming. And that's what was happening in the land here. So um, I believe as a prayer group here on Wednesday nights, we can build that wall of protection around our city, around our homes, around our church, around our family. God sought for a man among them to stand in the gap to make up the hedge, the protective wall. I believe we can do that. We can totally do that. I am. Um, there's two things. There's two. Two scenarios I see in the word of God concerning protection. Number one, enough of God's people get together and humble themselves and pray and seek his face and turn from their wicked ways. And God will actually heal the land. And even the sinners in the land we're in will be blessed because of our seeking the Lord. How many of you realize that just like a Christian, if a believer is too involved with the world and too involved with worldly ways and too involved with worldly sins, how many realize when judgment comes on the world, the Christian's going to feel it too? Because they're so involved in that. For instance, Sodom and Gomorrah. Right. God said, fire and brimstone's coming. Lot, get out, get your family out, get as many as you can out. Well, only a few of them got out and, and destruction came. But Lot's wife was still entangled with some things going on in Sodom and Gomorrah. So she turns back and I guess the whatever, the radiation or whatever from the meteorites or whatever that came down from heaven uh, got on her. And she turned to a pillar of salt. How many know it's good not to be too close to the world when the world is judged? Hmm? It's good to not be entangled with the world's ways when the world's judged. The Bible says judgment must begin in the house of God. And if it first begin with us, what shall be the end of those who believe not the gospel? Talking about judgment coming on the world. The Bible talks about if we don't judge ourselves, we're, ju we're chastened of the Lord that we not be condemned with the world. But you know what? Take it this way. Let's say 
God's people in the land are seeking the Lord, turning from their wicked ways. Revival is on and the protection of God comes on. Well, the sinners that are close to us are going to get blessed because of the blessings on our life. Isn't that interesting? I mean, the Lord, (laughs) if he can bless sinners just because they're close to us, he'll do it. He loves them. And hopefully it'll change their minds and they'll want to become, you know, worshipers of the Lord. Thank you for listening to today's podcast. For more information about this ministry, visit faithheights.org. You can also find us on Facebook and Instagram. To sow into this ministry, visit faithheights.org and click on the donate tab. 